0: Comedy LOL Podcast Network. All right, I think we're good.
1: Cool. I'm ready.
0: All right, here we go, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Terrible Podcast. We have a quote for you today, and today's quote is from Benjamin Franklin, it's from Poor Richard's Almanac, and it goes, he that would live in peace and at ease must not speak at all, he knows. Uh, let me try that again. Yeah, here we go. Take two in action. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Terrible Podcast. Today's quote is from Benjamin Franklin in the Poor Richard's Almanac, and it goes, he that would live in peace and at ease must not speak at all. He knows or judge all he sees. I, I said that wrong again. I'm going to do it one more time. It's all right. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm throwing an at tall. in there. It's because they spoke so differently back then. You know, I'm so used to speaking like a, a terrible, like, a, I, we would probably sound like gutter rats to them. If they heard us talk, they would be like, oh, my God, what are they saying? All right. Let's do it one more time. He that would live in peace and at ease must not speak all he knows or judge all he sees. And again, that's from Richard, I'm sorry, Benjamin Franklin in Poor Richard's Almanac from 1736.
1: So what I love about this is that I, I think that there's a, a, there's kind of this explanation of you can't, I, I love the idea of judge everything that you see, because everything that you see, you don't really know what you're seeing. You know, there are, experiences and situations beyond your control or what's going on for said people that you're seeing or animals or anything like that you're basically walking into a situation where these things have already happened and you you could judge what you're seeing but you don't know the background story and even then you know there's a story behind that story and I think that when you give up that judgment and the, the need to kind of always feel the need to talk about everything that you know or that you think you know, that does give you more of peace of mind.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's the inner peace. That's great that you talked about that because that you, there's this quote, and I mean, you could use this quote in so many ways, and that's a perfect way to use that in the inner, and that's what I always talk about. So since you talked about that, I'll talk about the way you can use it externally, and it's funny because I was thinking about the external use of this quote. Um, and it's more like kind of if you see a bunch of crazy stuff that's going on around you and you want to speak out about it, you're not going to be living in peace. People are going to be um, yelling at you and telling you to shut up or whatever it is. But that's, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Sometimes you have to speak up Sometimes you know, you can't always live in peace. Everything is a cycle. We talk about that in the show all the time, things go in cycles. Um, you know, so sometimes it's, you got to get that righteous anger and let it be heard.
1: Exactly. But I think it's like there's a there's a level of intellect that's needed to know when to speak and when to shut up.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's just like casting. It's like when Jesus says you shall not cast your pearls before swine because they will trample them in the mud. Yeah, it's the same thing. Sometimes you're right. You have to pick your battles. You have to retreat. You have to keep your mouth shut. But, you know, sometimes there is times to get up and let your voice be heard. But yeah, you're right.
1: And I think there's also there's like a kind of a um like a a juvenile kind of theme of always feeling the need to talk. And I think those sometimes when you do speak out of turn, you do learn lessons. So I think sometimes that's that's helpful too.
0: Yeah. That's really the only way to learn. I was just listening to this guy, his name is James True, and he was talking all about <laughs> stuff like this, and he brought up a whole point where people will blame their parents for certain things that they did when they lied to them and stuff, but he said, you know, you can't really be mad at them, because at the time, obviously, you didn't want that. Like, when you were a kid, you don't want shoes, you want toys, and you want candy. But, you know, sometimes the lies that they tell you, they make you the person who you are now, and now you're not so, um, you know, they're just getting you ready for the world, even if they realize it or not. So it's a good way to look at it empathetically, instead of blaming people. You can just kind of look at it and go on with your life.
1: Right. And just going back to that position of, you know, even if you're angry, isn't that kind of judging those people, judging your parents and that you don't know the situations, you could have been a terror as a child. And the only way you would do the things that needed to get done, eat dinner or maybe put on shoes is if you were lied to about something like, oh, if you don't do that, this is going to happen. You know?
0: Yeah. 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 Go ahead.
1: If you're not conscious at the moment, and obviously you wouldn't be as a child, you don't know the actual situation and and the reasons behind the way things happen the way they did.
0: Yeah, exactly. And if you were never lied to and never had to experience that, you would have never grown as a person. And even if they did things that were wrong, um, you know, you you just got to learn from Everything is a teaching.
1: And I think you have to think, like, at the end of the day, everyone's trying their best. It might not be what you consider to be their best, but you don't know them, and maybe that is their best for them. That's the only thing they're capable of doing. Good point. I'm, guilt. I'm guilty of that. I have really high expectations for people, and then when they don't meet them, I get very upset, and the reality is they're trying to live up to an idea, not that, an ideal that, not that they've imposed on themselves, but that I've imposed on them based on the fact that I want them to be better. And then who gets upset in that? Just me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. That's right. All,
1: right. All right. So let's get into what we're doing today. We are starting a brand new suit, our last suit, the suit of wands. And today we're starting with the ace or the one. So for the beginning part of the podcast, what I normally do is give a description of the ace of wands. And we talk about initial thoughts, the different parts of it. And then we go into how it applies to different readings. Before we go into to the actual ace of wands, though, I want to talk a little bit about wands themselves in terms of uh, what they stand for and the element they're associated with. So we just finished up with pentacles, and their um their element was earth. The wand is actually going to be the element of fire. And then the suit itself focuses on kind of energy, spirituality, inspiration, strength, intuition, creativity. I always think of it about, like, creative juices in terms of, like, for me, like, work. Um, That's kind of how I always interpret wands. Um, You know, the negative kind of aspect of it is, like, um, these illusions or disillusions you have of things, egotistical behavior, uh, lack of direction or purpose, feeling meaningless. And again, for me, those kind of relate more to career focused things, um, at times, as opposed to like, as a, as a person. Um, and so, like I said, it's, uh, it's the element is fire. So it's going to be associated with the fire signs, Leo, Sagittarius, Aries, and, um, and normally the people who, who kind of, uh, our wands people are very energetic charismatic warm spiritual um but could be very cold and calculating at the same time all right do you have anything you want to add about the the wands suit
0: um no it's just that it represents creation and and, um like you said it's fire so it's when you're getting things done and you think about another way to look at a wand is just as a staff like a wizard staff or, or just a magic wand so it's that creativity that's that's kind of what they're talking about when you see someone like harry pot harry potter that has a magical wand but you can also use it eye here on the physical realm or inside or in the internal realm which just means how we create we always talk about aligning your thoughts and emotions to create action well the creation part of it that's the wand right there It's you're out there actually doing it it could be seen as that
1: all right so let's jump into what the ace of wands looks like here um so you've got like kind of a grayish background you have in the center of the card uh, a white hand. It, it's a, it looks like um, a, a right hand holding, coming out of a, a gray cloud. Um, that's also in the center of the card. And it's holding this wand, kind of looks like a staff, Um the majority of the wand is up towards the sky from the top part of the hand up to the top of the card. And there's some leaves that are attached to it and some leaves that look like they're falling out or falling off of, of the wand at the bottom of the card. You see, there's like a little river, you see three trees on one side of the river. And then you see more of like a mountainous kind of landscape, a hilly landscape on the other side of the river at the top of this hill. You see, it looks like a castle and beyond that you see mountains. Um, one of the things I forgot to mention about the hand is it looks like there's almost this white aura coming off of it. If you really want to see what the card looks like, take a look at our Instagram at Terrible2, T A R O T B U L L, and the number two uh, to see what it really looks like. Okay, initial thoughts here. What did you think?
0: Well, initially, it looks like, I, I mean, I don't want to be too dirty, but <laughs> it looks like women would be really excited by this card, but men would be like, damn, I feel inadequate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was going to say, it does look very phallic in nature. Very phallic. Um, Yes. And um, for me, the initial thought that I had actually, surprisingly, wasn't that. And uh, um, for me, just looking at it, I kind of felt that it reminded me of, like, creationism and this idea of, like... Maybe a little bit of creationism, a little bit of mythology. Obviously, it's like not a lightning bolt, but going back to what you said about like a magic wand or I think of like a staff, um, I, I, I think of this could almost be like this immortal being kind of creating all of the things that you see before you um, and you have an uh, an image of all of the different elements here. So kind of like the creation of the earth like very inspiring and kind of like uh almost like a clean slate to kind of create whatever you want so all right let's
0: go ahead i was just gonna say i I like that because that's exactly what it seems like because it's coming right out of the cloud so it looks like there's nothing there and then poof abracadabra Mm -hmm. here we go
1: right um and so okay let's start looking at the wand itself so besides looking very phallic what were your thoughts on it
0: I love how it's just a it looks like it came right off of a tree because it looks you know it looks you could see the light that's still coming out of it so it's very very uh it gives it that earthly plane like that um natural feel to it which I like it's not cold steel like you would see from a sword so it's just another way to interpret this because if you're looking at a wand, um, and you're going to compare it to a sword. A sword is metal, so it's very hard. So if you think about things you might use to get things done or as a method of self-defense, probably talked about this before and shows a while ago, but if you have a wand or a staff, you're going to hit somebody with it. You can keep them at bay, and you could do a lot of damage. You know, you could smack them in the head and bust their head open, but with a sword, if you're holding somebody at bay and you hit them with it, it's going to do a lot more damage. So it's just a it's just a different tool depending on how uh, this situation that you need and the wood there and the leaves coming off of it and all the growth they're just showing you that's, it's a little warmer. It's a little uh, more has to do with, you know, the earth and with life.
1: So I got kind of into the numerology here of the, of the wand. So the staff itself, obviously I, it's very interesting to me that this is a fire um, element suit because it seems so earthy to me. Um, in terms of of obviously, it's like a, it looks like a natural substance, right? Like a, a wooden staff or like a branch or a trunk or something. Um, looking at it, I'm counting the leaves, and you have on the little branches themselves that are coming off of the wand ten leaves. So if we go back to when we talked about the number 10, like a complete cycle of something, it's like the end of that cycle. You've completed it. And going back to what I said about like this bright future or this the world is your oyster. It's like you finished something and now you can start something brand new. So like I said, this world looks like it's totally created. You have all of these things here. And now it's something, time to start something over. And then you have these loose leaves. And... I originally had miscounted. I thought that there were seven, but there's actually four on each side. Um, And if you look at the four on each side and then the little branches that are in between them, that would make it uh seven on each side before the four up at the top. And seven's considered that perfect number. I said that the threes and the branches is like the Trinity or what we've already talked about with threes. And like this very, um, this very popular number in mythology. So I really kind of went into the numbers of the leaves and how that kind of represented what be, beyond the, the ACE feeling. Right.
0: Yeah. I like that because, especially because 10, a 10 is a one. So you're right. already there anyway. You're you're very close. And then um, if we're looking at the uh, the sevens and the four, I like that because if you think about the three four, it has to do with alchemy and it has to do with the triangle going into a square and the circles. And you know when you're circling the square, you have the triangle. So there's a, there is a lot implied in there. What were you thinking about the sevens? Did it say to you anything specifically in, in conjunction with this card?
1: Um, so for me, when I remember I was taking a class in college and we talked about the number seven and we were talking about how it was this perfect number and going back to my Catholic upbringing, you know, you want to think that God created everything in his image as perfect, right? So it's like you created, if you want to go to the 10, right, you finish this cycle to the best of your ability. So at that instance in time, it is perfect because he couldn't have done it any better. So that's kind of how I tied that in.
0: Nice. And then overall, there would be, what, 18? Uh, I'm sorry. Right, 18 leaves all together, 10 on, and 8 off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a big number, too, because 18 is nothing more than 666 or a 9, which a 9, you know, when people say 666 and they say it's the number of the beast, that, in my opinion, just got mistranslated and, and uh, used by the Christian... The people who are creating Christian religion will say, not Christians themselves. And what it really means, nine is just a number of the ego. So that's kind of why they uh, assign it to Satan. And I think that, and also sixes are a number, more of the earth kind of. Um, so it's mm-hmm. just, it's, a, it's like a shout out to that, but what it's supposed to really mean, not the bad part of it. It's It has to do more with the ego, I think more in... When it comes in, uh, when it comes to have to do with creation, because when you are creating, you do need all parts of you, and sometimes you have to come from that egoic part. You have to use that will to get through and to create, and it's a very important process. It's just I feel that people in this society, especially when you talk about um, people being selfish and stuff, I I feel like they're stuck in ego mode all the time, and that's really the problem. You know, so we can use this card uh, kind of as a. You know, if this came up in a general reading, you could you always say that to somebody? I mean, I don't wanna to get too far ahead of us, but it's something you could talk about.
1: Do you know what I love is that adding them up and then you talked about the three sixes, but I'm gonna go off the nine and nines are my favorite card in cards to get in a reading for either myself or other people because you know, I think a lot of times I am not a huge fan of change and when you have a ten, you know it's the end of a cycle. And it's the start of something new. And the nine to me is like that pinnacle point of like, you still can enjoy the fruits of your labor. You're kind of at that peak point. Um, And so, you know, I talked about how the thing, the project you're working on is perfect um, with the number, with um, the number 10, it was as perfect as you could make it at the time, but nine still gives you the opportunity to kind of enjoy that project or whatever you created. Um, So I kind of really like that a lot, actually.
0: Yeah, that's that's so true. The nine is more of the climax, and then the 10 is like the happy ending onto the next thing. So it's just a different feeling. And that's why I think nines represent ego because when you're in the climax in the heat of the moment, whatever it is, like, for example, like I'm a wedding DJ. So the climax is like, say it's like dance time and it's peak hour, everyone's going crazy, or even if you're at a club. And then the end of the wedding, like maybe the last song, that's 10 you know the last song and then everybody leaving that's 10 so it's great it's still fun but it's just a different kind of good feeling and then it has that hint of sorrow because you're it's coming to an end
1: Mhm. exactly okay so let's look now at the hand and the cloud so the cloud on the the right hand side of the card and the hand coming out did you have any thoughts there
0: yeah it looks like god farted <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just wanted to say that hopefully to make somebody laugh um well, we, it's funny because this is like a common theme in most of the, the aces is this cloud that comes out of nowhere. And if you think of the ace, it's the beginning of the suit. So it, it's just showing that force of creation, whatever it is, God, the universe, the all. And it's, it's giving you something. It's just something that came to you. Now, what are you going to do with it? Are you just going to ignore it and let it sit there, fall in the river and float down? Or are you going to use it, though, to create? And those are, it's just like your talents. It's the same thing. You get these talents. Everybody has innate talents from the creator, whoever it is. And, um, are you using them? What are you using them to do? Are you using them to sit around? Uh, I'm trying to think of examples without offending too many people here, you know, but are you living (laughs) the right way is what I mean. You know, um, that's, that's all you gotta, that's all you gotta know. Not that I mind offending people, but I always want to say like, are you sitting around playing video games? And I hate that analogy Because I used to love to play video games, and it's not always a negative thing. But in the sense of if you want to be doing something else, like say if you have something else you want to do with your life, and you are sitting around playing video games and fantasizing about that other thing. You know, like Mm -hmm. say you're playing Grand Theft Auto, and you're like, man, I wish I could be out doing this, not like killing people and shooting stuff, but, you know, doing things with your life. Yeah, then go out and do things with your life and, um, you know, stop playing video games. And that's what this is. That's what that kind of reminds me of. It's like, what are you doing with your innate talents right now? You know, I feel like I was doing that my whole life. Like, I, I didn't start a podcast till I was in my 30s, and I had this voice the whole time. You know, I could have been, what was I, I was wasting it. I was working in, like, the car business, talking to people, and then I became a DJ later. So, you know, but think about all that wasted potential with this voice.
1: <laughs> but better late than never, That's you right. know? That's right.
0: Oh, yeah. And that's what it is. You got to learn from the past. And if you don't like where you are, that's good because use that as motivation to get to the next step. So, what do you think about the cloud?
1: So, but, you know, the cloud itself, I, I love the kind of, uh, the woven message throughout all of the aces of having this this cloud appear with with these the hand come out on the image the first image we see is is that with the with the hand and the cloud. Um, honestly, looking at this, and I know at this point we've looked at the three other aces. If I'm gonna go with this divine inspiration feeling, I think that. There's just this level of cockiness I feel like humans have of like, of course, the thing coming out and holding the staff or the wand that's going to be creating all of these things. It has to look like a human hand, which I understand, like going back to the Bible, it's like we were created in God's image or whatever. But the reality is like, I don't think that there's a person somewhere just hovering around that's this almighty being that looks exactly like a human.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't subscribe to that thought either. I, I like to use the hermetic axiom as above, so below. And in that way, what they do in hermeticism, they just talk about everything's being created mentally. So that's how we create. So we're a mental creation of the all, whatever the hell that is, <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. unknowable. You'll, you'll never be able to know. So try, you know, don't try to say, it. and I kind of think, you know, how, Uh, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, you weren't supposed to say the name of God, so they would make up all these names and they would call him Lord. To me, Mm -hmm. that's really just an allegory to say that there's no way to point or to say what God is. It's not that you can't say his name, but it is, you can't say his name. It's not that you're not supposed to, it's just that there is no way to, to, to describe who or what he is. That's the allegory I like to take from there. So using the as above, so below... And the fact that we create mentally, it doesn't mean that we're all gods in our own right and we are all this, all that can create our own universe. But we create similarly, similarly, the same way the all does, mentally, when we want to do something. We sit there and we think about it. Let me see, what am I going to do today? You know, you sit down and you think about it. You create your whole day. And that comes back to creation because if you just get up in the morning and you go to one thing to another to another and you go from one sense pleasure to the next, you get up. I want to take a shower Then I'm going to eat. Then I'm going to have my coffee. Then I'm going to smoke a cigarette on the way to work. And then I'm going to get to work and I'm going to do this. These are all sense pleasures. And what you're doing is you're just like a a pinball machine bouncing Mm -hmm. from one sense pleasure to the other. And somebody else is technically, you're still creating your world, but you're creating it for somebody else and not yourself. So that's just something you really have to be aware of, uh, especially these days.
1: Uh, a hundred percent for sure. Um, and, you know, just going back to what you were saying about the the words for God, I think even the pronoun we use, he, like, it's, we're only capable of so many words, I guess. And we give it to these, like, he, he, but the reality is, if there's this energy out there, it wouldn't have a gender <laughs> Like it no, wouldn't it, be. Well,
0: it has both genders. That's the thing. As above, so below. Because just as you and I have feminine and masculine energy in both of us, and we are both mental creations of the all, you know, the all has it with inside themselves too. And I think when they start using the word he, I believe that was just more part of that cover up. Because in, in modern religions, in the Abrahamic religions, you could see totally in all of them, they just cut out the sacred feminine. Yes. Totally. You know, they you have the holy spirit we'll just take christianity for example you have the holy spirit that's really the feminine that's the the sacred feminine in that trilogy that's older than christianity uh and then they have mother mary so they'll take aspects of the sacred feminine but they put it in this person and then they just play this little game and it it, it, she's like an ancillary character that like you know she doesn't have full god status or whatever you know she's not like a full avenger she's like a half avenger or something yeah exactly it's like, she's like Hawkeye. She could just shoot arrows for a while. Well. She can't like, you know. <laughs> um, all
1: right. So let's look at the, now like the landscaping down at the bottom. What were your thoughts there?
0: Um. Well, I really, we always talk about landscapes and how they represent your journey, maybe your your upcoming journey or a journey that somebody went through. And then this one, I would have to say, It really looks like an upcoming journey. I mean, obviously, you can look at it anyway, but if we're looking at it, whereas this wand just came to us from nowhere, it's this um, skill or innate talent that we have ahead, you could see that these are different things like the mountains in the background and the castle and the river. These are all different obstacles that you might have to to go over. And then the fact also that the the mountain, the castle is up there on that hill. It could represent where you came from. So now maybe you're out away from the safety of the castle. We always bring that up. But it also could represent where you need to go to get there. And if you get to that castle, you can get a better view of what's going on. But you still have to cross the river to get there, you know. Um, But I also like to use landscapes like this to say, think of one step at a time, one day at a time. That's how things are created. It's just like the Masons, uh, Freemasons, they have steps and every time you go up a step, you're another degree. And you learn another thing. It's a, it's a stepwise progression to learn knowledge. And if you use that analogy, it's just uh, if you want to build something, it's the same thing. You just have to do the first step. Like when we wanted to build this podcast, what do we do? Did I call you and say, hey, let's start talking? No, we, had, we sat down. There was Excel spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. There was conversations. And in that same way, and we use our masculine and feminine energies and came together. Now, if you're just a single person, you just have to go within and do the same thing. Um, and so that's that's kind of what that would represent for me. What about you?
1: Um, for me, kind of going back to my initial thought of, of what the, the card meant, it, it shows that The combination of all of these elements giving rise to this castle, which is this idea of civilization and um, honestly, even like advancing technology of coming up with a way to create said castle, using all of the different elements together, all of these different aspects of, of your brain, your personality, or even other people to come together to create something like that. And I'm looking at it, and it's like very natural on the right hand side of the car down at the bottom, and then it obviously with the the castle looks a little bit more urban, if we want to call it that, with just the castle. But I like the idea of that transition from this like very archaic state culminating then in this castle at the top of the hill.
0: Yeah, I like that because you're right if if you want to build the security that you would have with a castle on top of the hill, you have to do a lot of work to get there. So whatever that security could represent for you in your life, whether it be financial security, safe, like physical safety, safety of your family, um, or just, uh, like I said, financial happiness. So you don't have to worry about, you know, uh, losing your house or whatever. You have to work toward it and build that castle on the hill. Just like Ed Sheeran said, it's the castle on the hill. <laughs>
1: you know there's this series of um paintings i worked at the new york historical society and it's called the age of empire and Honestly, the bottom part of the card really reminds me of that. You have five stages in this evolution of an empire. You have this, like, uh, natural stage. You have this archaic stage. You have the the culmination. You have the destruction, and then you have the desolation. So when I see this castle up at the top, it almost reminds me it's, like, the culmination of the empire, where it's, like, everything is grand and great, like the Pax Romana. And then you have this slow decline before it starts all over again.
0: Like the United States?
1: Whoa. <laughs> Got
0: a little meta there, right? Yes. <laughs> That's a different podcast.
1: Okay. Uh, any final thoughts on the different parts of the card before we move on?
0: Um. Now, the only other thing I was going to say was maybe talk about that river again. And that also could just represent other possibilities of journeys in your life or, you know, other um, possible paths you can get on that river and mm-hmm. go to a different place if you have to. Um and also water represents emotion. So with a river like that, sometimes you have to rem- remind yourself that you don't always wanna go up river. Sometimes you have to fight that battle, but a lot of times it's easier to just go with the flow and go with the to go with the river. And then sometimes pick your battles. Like we were talking about earlier, you gotta pick your battles, stand up, no one to stand up and go against the current. Um, mm-hmm. and no one to uh to judge and make your make your opinions known.
1: Exactly. All right. So, let's say this card came up in a generic general reading. What would you say?
0: Well, I would tell the person that it looks like it's your time to create something new. So, either you have an opportunity to create something new in your life or maybe this is just showing you that you have a talent that you you might not be so a lot of people like I for example, I'll just use my own example. Like I I could have been doing comedy. I could have been doing, well, maybe not DJing, but like comedy and all this other stuff, podcasting or even radio, whatever. I could have been doing this much earlier in my life. I mean, I'm sure I've DJing too, but the DJing thing was weird. I just happened to become friends with a DJ and then he taught me how to do it. So it's, it, it was a much easier transition. And maybe that's why it worked. But, you know, my whole time, I, I, I think I was just kind of like doubting myself or second guessing. And there's just voices in my head that were just saying to me, ah, you know, or why don't you just go do this or do that? And then. That's really what we have to overcome. You know, it, it's a it's a battle, but it's a first you gotta battle yourself and the voices within yourself because they. We talked about this before how a lot of these voices in your head come from when you're growing up. Your parents tell you things, people tell you things, and then um, kind of like as a safety mechanism, your brain repeats it to you so you remember. Hey, you know, don't touch the the stove because it's hot and all this other stuff. But the problem in this society is not only truth gets told to us but there's also other kind of lies or things that people tell us that will make us fit into society so people sometimes they will tell us to curb our behavior because it's not you know it's not acceptable in quote unquote society so a lot of these times and um, you know you can't really blame your parents or people who are doing it because they're running off of the same program the same thing happened to them and they just have Mm -hmm. this voice in their head so they're worried so they're just drilling it into you and now you have this voice in your head and the only thing you can really do is to become conscious of it and then when that voice comes in you could laugh at it and I mean I've been working on this for years and I still battle with that all the time so this is just something you have to be conscious of and you have to be really aware of that self-talk because that's the first thing that will destroy you that will rip you down this is why people who are successful are successful some of them people will be like oh they're narcissists like Kanye West yeah he might be a narcissist but you know what else he if you ever watched anything about his he always says how he would never take no for an answer he was like jumping up and down on jay-z's desk you know screaming jesus walks those that lyrics to that song or whatever or whatever the story goes but you know so he just he felt he was the greatest and now some people say he is and i mean i'm not saying he is the greatest but if an argument could be made by millions of people that he is the greatest i mean damn he did pretty well you know for himself so that's all. That's what it takes. You have to have that drive, and I'm not saying that drive alone will get you there, but that's really important. That drive will get you places. I'm telling you about it, I'm telling you.
1: You know, I was. I'm watching the um, ESPN documentary, The Last Dance, um, which is about the '90s Bulls team, and they only have aired two episodes. But what we you were just saying that rings true also for Michael Jordan. It was like he took. He wouldn't take no for an answer. He's like, I want to be the best. And oh, then he became the I best. I thought
0: you said the Bulls. I'm sorry, the Bulls, the Chicago yeah, Bulls.
1: The Chicago uh, Bulls.
0: Oh, there you go. I, it's just because we're on, Skype, yeah. I thought am like Bulls. I thought you were talking about bowl games, like, like football, like the Rose Bowl. And then you said Michael Jordan. I'm like, Michael Jordan doesn't play basketball. Football.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways. that's
0: right. Michael Jordan wouldn't take no, even when they said, give us, give us our money. He said no, and then they killed his father. Sorry, that's a whole <laughs> podcast. Yeah, look into that, uh, everybody looking at that one
1: <laughs> well they, they haven't gotten there yet in no, I know the that. show, but, that's just
0: a rumor anyway i, don't, I have no but, evidence of that terrible they were rumors. saying
1: they were saying that um you know he got hurt uh he tore his meniscus after his his rookie year in the nba and they're like you can't play you can't play you can't play and he was like no one's tell me i can't play so he like went back to his college and just started playing and then when he was finally brought back into the NBA, when they're like, okay, you're all healed, he's like, I've been playing for weeks. Like, because no one's going to tell me I can't play because I want to be the best. And you watch it, and it's like, it, it, it's just incredible, you know, when somebody has that kind of motivation.
0: Yes, And so, exactly. for me...
1: Looking at this card, going off of what you said, I think a lot of times there's so many fears by people to put themselves out there because they feel like they're not going to be the best or they're not going to be accepted or their idea won't be liked or it won't won't be the most creative or the funniest or whatever. And and I think the reality is like everyone has those same fears, but the people that put themselves out out there, they're not going to be winners 100% of the time. Michael Scott from The Office quoted Wayne Gretzky and said, <laughs> You miss 100% of the shots you don't take.
0: Very true. And you have to see, that's the thing. You have to be willing to fail. Failure, that's the reason why people in this country up until a couple months ago did so well because they weren't afraid to go out and fail. Uh, that's what makes us so different. Than the the Japanese culture, because in the Japanese culture, if you fail and you're dishonored, it's like the worst thing ever. And I'm not saying, like, you know, I I think there is something to be said for having your honor, but they just look at it, I believe, in the wrong way. Um, Mm -hmm. I think honor has more to do with living in conjunction with natural law and helping, you know, people and living that lifestyle. But That's the thing. You could go out and try a million times and you could keep failing and keep failing and getting back up and getting back up. And that's what you have to do. That's the story of any stand up comedian. Any stand up comedian that you like, if you're listening to this, you know, name them all like Louis C.K., Dave Attell, Dave Chappelle, all these, you know, voices of people you hear. They were comedians for years and they sucked. And they'll even tell you, you know, Bill Burr. He's a really big comedian right now, and he tells a joke about how – one of his opening jokes used to be like, Hi, I'm Bill Burr. My name is Tim. I mean, I'm sorry, I have a brother named Tim, Tim Burr, or something like that had to do with That that was his joke. He's like, I used to tell that piece of shit joke, but that's what it is. You just got to get out there and keep failing until you um, you succeed.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say looking at this card, it's it's almost a card of empowerment for the person that you're giving the reading to. Like, trust your instincts. And it might not be the best, but the more you put yourself out there, the easier it becomes to put yourself out there.
0: Yeah, for sure. You're right. The more you do it, like, just like comedy, I'll bring it back to that because I do stand-up comedy. The first time I was up there, I was shaking. I was so nervous. And now I go up there and I don't even I'm like, fuck, I didn't even write half of this joke. Now I'm like I go up there and I'm like out of like I have all these things I have to do when I do like a um an open mic, for example. You know, show's Mm -hmm. different, obviously a show I'm prepared. But the first open mic I ever did I was shaking and I was only in front of other comedians but I was shaking and I was nervous. And now I get up in front of other comedians, I host open mics and I just sit there and, you know, talk shit about JFK or what I don't know, just ridiculous shit. And that's what it is, you just get comfortable doing it. It's like butt sex, everybody. I've heard.
1: Yes, and speaking from yes. example for, for, from past history, I can tell you that is exactly truth. <laughs> I am um, not kidding. My mom listens to this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just throwing in all the jokes today, everybody. I, I, the thing today is like the the shock and awe, like butt sex. What did he just say? It's a good analogy, I guess. I don't know. I um, I think that uh,
1: sometimes all people need is a little bit of push right to like actually move forward and do something. So again, just going back to the general reading, that's what I would say. Now let's go to a relationship reading. Obviously, you know, if you're single, we can all guess what this, this card could represent as what you told earlier, your initial thoughts here.
0: Looks like you're getting (laughs) some lady. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I think if we're a relationship though, no, if we were good, I mean, yeah, that could be that it could mean that, or it could just mean you're going to meet, a, a, you know, if you're a woman, you're going to meet a man that's like, or if you're like, if you're a man, you're going to meet a woman that is, um, is a strong, uh, and has this creativity inside her. Um, but it could also just have to do with your path. You know, when we talk about relationships, um, I think they're just really so misunderstood. People in this society feel like if you're not in a relationship, then you're, you're there's something wrong with you. And to that, I would have to say most people that I know that are in relationships, well, not most people, but let's just say there's a certain amount of people I know that aren't happy in those relationships. It seems that they're just there because they're comfortable. Obviously, mm-hmm. not most people. That's like sounds, but there And there are a lot of people that get along and they have a great relationship. So I think that if if you have to take the time to work on yourself to get to the point where you could be in a relationship that you're actually proud of, I think you really have to love yourself. I just said this on a show recently on a podcast. Um, no, I was actually on a, I was on a round table. That's the right. It was a video. I was talking to like two doctors and I'm um, in this big YouTuber. He's got like a really big following and I was able to moderate this thing. It was weird, but I, I brought that up and I said, listen, you have to be able to, to love yourself because if you, If you can't love yourself, you'll never be able to love anyone else. And if we look at the tenets of Christianity or any of the religions, but we'll just take the golden rule, for example, it's, you know, you have to love your neighbor as yourself. So if you're not able to love yourself the same way that you love God, because, again, as above, so below, so, you know, you are God in that way. Um, If you're not able to love yourself as a creation of that God, also as a perfect creation of that God with all your flaws You know, all your flaws make you who you are. If you're not able to love that, then there's no way you'll be able to love another person. Um, what I found myself doing, and now what I find other people doing too, is they project their insecurities onto you. So, um, if somebody doesn't love themselves and they have a problem with self-esteem, which I, what I suffered, I found that I would do that. I would, had see problems that I had, and then I would project it out onto things that I saw in society, and then I would just criticize that, and it was my way of really criticizing myself. It was my way to let off that steam, so I didn't totally uh, go crazy with anxiety, you know. And now that I got it in, I, I got everything aligned, and I'm not saying it's perfect, but at least I know. So now, when I get there, I could say, "Ah, shit," and then I could remind myself, just like meditating. You know, you you, can, you get to the point where you're talking all this shit about yourself, and you're like, "Oh, what am I doing? I could do this." You know, mm-hmm. I actually had to say that when I got on with it, when I was doing the show with the two doctors and the, the other YouTube guy, because they have, you know, one of the guys has like hundreds of thousands. One of his videos has like millions of views. So I'm like, all right, I could, you know, so I just said to myself, I'm like, you, I looked in the mirror. I'm like, you could do this, dude. Like you do this all the time. It's not a big deal. And I felt so much better. I'm like, yeah, I can do this. Thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think, I think I gave a good relationship reading in there somewhere, but yeah, be the person who, be the, hero of, be the star or hero of your own movie and uh, then you will attract the right kind of mate, you know? And then you could make your own real happily ever after, whatever that is. And again, nothing's ever happily ever after. You have to work on it. But if you're with another conscious being who's aware of this and they're able to work on it and you can work on yourself, you know, you're going to have that much better of a chance that it's going to work out.
1: And I love, and just going off of that, and if you're in a relationship, I think it's important to know that you can create you need to keep that creativity and that imagination in there uh i think a lot of times people get stagnant and complacent and just kind of fall into this rut and routine honestly like especially kind of now given these circumstances it's like well we're at home we can't go out we can't it's like this is an opportunity to, for you to really get to know this person outside of these distractions of the outside world um and really connect with them. And I think it's important to know you have to continue to make those types of efforts and be creative with making those connections so that your relationship can continue to grow and thrive because the grass is only green where you water it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, to add to that, I think it's really important that we talk about stuff like this now because since everybody is told to stay at home, um, it's... It's really creating a lot of problems, and this is something that no one's really talking about. Some people are talking about, but I'm sure they're not really talking about it in the mainstream. But the the number of like suicides in domestic disputes, you know, I know somebody. It wasn't a suicide, but I know somebody who's recently involved in like a domestic dispute kind of thing. Nothing, nobody really got hurt or anything, but I'm sure it wouldn't have happened if we weren't under these circumstances, and that's that's what happened. So. Think about it in a car. So if you're driving a car and, you know, it's a little beat up, it needs some maintenance, maybe the tires are are low. Uh, I'm sorry, your tires are really bald. And then something bad happens, like a storm. Say a hurricane comes, you're driving, and it's like this crazy storm. Your car is going to go off the road. It's not ready for that. So if you're not ready for your current life situation, never mind if a big tragedy happens. So, But we're already in the middle of this, so what can we do? You know, like you said, exactly, it's a good time to get to know that person and to know yourself. And... um, uh, what else was I going to say? Um, yeah, just don't lose hope. Um, you know, anytime you, when you're seeing problems, like I said before, you're seeing problems in your mate or out there or the person you're with or out in the outside world, a lot of times these are just clues to the problems inside you. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, and if, um, you know, if you're feeling despaired in, in this, this quarantine, whatever the shit's going on has you down. Hit us up. We'll, we'll give you a reading with the old tarot cards exactly. and we can all laugh about how terrible this is. Cause I find that, you know, they say misery loves company, which is usually a, a, people say that because they want you to stay away from certain people. But if you're in a miserable time, sometimes it's good to have company and laugh at how ridiculous the world is or, you know, terrible or whatever you believe it is. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on to this coming up in a career focused reading. What would you say?
0: How about you go first on this one
1: all right so i said that this came up in a career focus reading um a lot of times i feel people think they need to stay on a certain path and similar to what you were talking about earlier with you know all these other jobs you had and now you are finding fulfillment in something different i think sometimes you need to think outside of the box and don't say like i don't need to go along with the norm i don't need to kind of follow the same path everyone else has or you know this this I don't need to follow this road that everyone else seems to be on. Maybe there is a different way for me to get there. And it's going to be my way, um, as Frank Sinatra said. And and maybe it's going to give you more of an opportunity to feel more fulfilled. You know, we're not all on the same journey. The destination's the same, but everyone's journey and path is different. And so I'd say for a career-focused reading... Either if it's a project or it's your actual job or it's an area that you're looking into studying or if you're declaring a major or something like that, you know, don't just because it's not an necessarily accepted idea doesn't mean it's a bad idea. You could be the person that shows everyone that like this is actually legitimate and you could show everybody up and make this whatever idea that you have or whatever job you want to do something legitimate. and. It could end up being very beneficial, but you won't ever get there if you don't try it. And so it would just kind of be kind of this, again, this trying to give them the confidence to go outside and explore their own creativity and passion and inspiration to, I feel like that's the people that are most successful because you're the most motivated then.
0: Yeah. And like we were saying before, it has to do with not being afraid to fail, it doesn't matter if you're a failure. If you're a failure, a failure is just uh, you tried. And people that didn't, that never failed, that you know, it sounds corny. Everybody says it, but it's so true. Think about how many people you might know that sit around and just talk about things that they want to do. Or if you have an idea, they're like, "Oh yeah." Like when you know, it's tough being a creative person with a podcast. You know, you talk to some a lot of people are like, "Wow, are you have a podcast." But if sometimes you'll you'll say to somebody oh I'm thinking about starting a show or a podcast and they're just be like oh why would you do that or what you know what's that and and you have to remember that all that negativity it's, it's just stuff that they're working out um, and to bring this back to a career reading you're right we all are headed to the same destination I hate to spoil it for you folks but we're all gonna die in fact mm-hmm. we are already dead if you look at the fact that we're already dead and now you can live your life every day is a gift because think about it, we technically are, our, our, our experiences and our whole journey on this life is already written, you know, we're already dead, people are trying to like, uh, make technology to live forever and stuff like that, uh, you know, maybe one day, but it's only going to be the very rich and elite, and I don't think we want to live forever, I think there's a reason why our life expectancy is the way it is, um, so with that in mind, with the fact that you're going to die in mind, you sh- you need to let go of fear, it helps you let go of fear. And then you won't be afraid to try and try different things and to fail. Because like I was saying before, when you're creating, uh, earlier in the podcast when I was talking about how when you wake up in the morning and you go, you eat, and then you get in the shower and you go to one sense pleasure or to another, and what you're doing by then is, yeah, you're still creating, but you're creating for whoever has you set up on that path. So if you're on that path and you go to work all day and you're whatever it is you're doing, say your secretaries are answering the phone all day for this person. So technically you're really you are contributing to somebody else's dream, which isn't a bad thing. Like, again, these are all not judgments. You know, we're not trying to judge people. If this is what you want to do in your life, and you're happy. By mm-hmm. all means, please do it. But if you're somebody who's doing this secretary job, right, and you're sitting there, but you're not contented with it. You know, like, I know people who are janitors, and they they love it. That's fucking great, man. And there's nothing wrong being a janitor. My dad's a janitor. He'll <laughs> kill me. But no, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a good job. There's things you can do. Um, and if you enjoy doing it, then doing it. But we're talking about all the people who are in these jobs and dread going to it every day. They hate it. They wake up and they say, fuck this. That's not a way to live. Mm -hmm. Uh, so by, and I could tell you that because like I went from being in sales to DJing and it was like this crazy, you know, and I loved it. And obviously not everyone can do it, but it's just an example. Right. And now I'm trying to transition not from away from DJing but obviously I can't do that right now but I'm trying to grow upon that so I'm not afraid to go out there and just and just put my work out there I think I kind of lost the point I was talking about but really what I what I wanted to to bring forward was that you can't be afraid because if you're just stuck in this job all day um, you're technically you're headed toward your grave and you're just not happy about it the whole time you're just not going to be happy so you got to get out there and the way to do it is every day, just be conscious of every decision that you make because every decision you make is what leads you to exactly to where you are. And you can only start where you're at, you know, um, obviously, but now you just got to realize that. And make the All right. right choice. Go ahead. Any
1: Good. final thoughts here on the Ace of Wands before we move on?
0: No, I think we about beat that dead horse. <laughs>
1: yeah all right okay so for the next part of the podcast we normally look at the same card but it's in a different deck brandon gives the uh description of the card and we just kind of talk initial thoughts here
0: all right today we're going to be talking about the ace of wands in the alistair crowley thoth deck and this deck you can check out it's going to be on our instagram at terrible two t b o l l the number two on instagram also, remember, uh, you can check out our website, tarotbowl.com, T-A-R-T-U-B-U-L-L.com. If you're not listening through there, you can find us on iTunes right there. Uh, and this card, I really, I, I always say I love this card. I say it for every card, but I do. I don't care. It's my show. I could say what I want, all right? Um, <laughs> it's our show. I could say what I want. I was talking to the listeners, not to you, Ashley. I would never speak to you that way. Um, so this card, I it looks like the top of a baseball bat exploded in flames and somebody that was on acid had to draw it. That's the way I can explain it. Uh, you got a red background and like I said, there's this, it's supposed to be the wand, but it looks kind of like the top of a baseball bat. And that is in yellow with red in it also. And then you have all these yellow, red, orangish flames in different patterns coming out of it. And then coming out of the, like from behind where this wand is, there's all these different looks like green lightning bolts. Um and like I said, go check it out at Terrible Two Terrible Two on Instagram. So what did you think about this initially?
1: Um, so I'm gonna be honest with you and say I thought that looking at it, um it gave me that illusion again of like this godly type of of power. And I love the lightning bolts because um it looks very like it, it reminded me of like Zeus and the lightning bolts and him like creating the the the, the earth and taking down like the Titans and things like that. Um, I I think that it looks very like and it looks because it's gold again very regal so it would be like the king of the gods. Um, it was a little intimidating. 'Cause it almost reminded me, you know, when people talk about they're making weapons a bat and they put like nails in it. Oh. That's yeah. kind of what I felt like looking at this. But it's yeah. gold.
0: It looks like a, a golden Negan bat
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: from Walking Dead. i what I used to watch. What did show. you think? Uh I think it looks like a Negan bat. Uh no. Um yeah. it, it looks <laughs> like He's a character on The Walking Dead Ever was. I don't know, I don't watch it anymore. But anyway, uh yeah, I, I like it because it really reminds me of... We were talking about how the Ace of Wands in the wand is that instrument of creation. This is like... The, so in, in the Ace of Wands and the Rider weight it's like they're presenting it to you. They go, here you go. In this one, this is like in full... It's like in full motion. You know, I know, obviously, you haven't seen Lord of the Rings yet, but there's a part for everyone else who's watching where Gandalf stands on the bridge in front of the Balrog. And he's like, you shall not boss. And then he like slams his thing down. And I could see when he does that or whatever, whatever he does. Um, that's like when the staff emanates its power, this is right there. This is that initial emanation of the power, like the beginning of it, which is, you know, symbolized by the ACE, the ACE is the beginning. So instead of, somebody being handed the wand. This is They already have it, and they're about ready to use it. Like, they're uh, they're a master already, and they're just coming back through the cycle. And they're like, every time they have to use it, you start at the ace. You go, here we go. We start at the one.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like you always give way more insightful views on this, um, on these cards than I do, because I feel like I'm always like, um...
0: Well, to be fair, I am the one who suggested we use this deck, so it's just it's a deck that spoke to me early when I got into the tarot and Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so
1: yeah. Um, you know, funny story, totally unrelated to the Ace of Wands though. I was going walking around this lake out here the other day and I saw this, it was like, um, like a Winnebago type thing. And in the window was, uh, the card of the lovers from the Thoth deck.
0: (laughs) Really? The Thoth deck?
1: Yes. And I was like, huh. I was like, holy shit. I was like, okay, we have to go back. I need to go and look at that because that was so weird that they picked that card. Yeah. To put up there.
0: That's great that you saw that too. What a what a bit of a synchronicity, huh?
1: Exactly. And I was like, Wow, well, what are the odds? You know? Um also like a again. Knock
0: <laughs> <laughs> on their Winnebago door.
1: Um all right, so, yeah, just looking at this, I, I think one of the other reasons I'm not particularly fond of this card is I, I feel like the red is so aggressive for me.
0: Yeah, I, I hear that. I'm, red's always been, like, a favorite color of mine since I've been younger. So, But, no, I get it, man. It really is. This card is just, like, out there, and it's speaking to especially for an ace. It's just, like, really in your face. In your face yes. with the ace.
1: I think it'll be very interesting to see what the other cards in this suit look like um, in this deck because they're there's a color scheme for a lot of the other suits that we've looked at so far. So I'm wondering if this is going to be very similar to that.
0: Yeah. Guess we'll have to wait and find out everybody.
1: So, okay. um, We can go on into our, our dive into the Zodiac here, but I feel like we've already talked for a pretty long time. So we could either make this a real long episode or wait till next time.
0: Well, how about this? We could, we have been going for almost an hour we don't have to end it now, but we don't actually have, we don't have to start with the Zodiac. We can always talk about something else if you want to. Cause like last week we gave our opinion on uh, what was going on. And I, a lot of people listened last week. So maybe we should like talk about our lives or give an update or something like that and see how that goes. Um, yeah. I actually um, just had a reading from a, a friend of mine gave me a reading. I want to, and I want to give a shout out to Lee. I guess we can call it Lieutenant Lee now. Um, And she's one of our longtime, one of our biggest fans. And we actually did a podcast. So if you're listening to this and you want to check it out, it's on the Brandon Bonanza. It's on the ComedyLOL.com feed. So if you go to ComedyLOL.com and click on podcast, you'll see it there. I think I named it Lieutenant Lee was the name of the episode. And we talked about she was in the Air Force prior uh, before. or I'm sorry, the Air National Guard. She was enlisted. And then she went through officer training school and became a lieutenant. Um, And she's somebody also who teaches yoga. She does tarot. So it's really crazy to see somebody um in both aspects of that. You know, someone that's in the military but yet also is a yoga teacher in in tarot deck. And it's not like they're just in, you know, it's a career. They they just uh she just became a lieutenant and she wants to fly. So, very interesting.
1: Um so what was in your reading and what did you have a particular concentration or focus?
0: Um We were, I, it was just kind of like a general reading, most of all, I'm I'm trying to think, I can't really remember the cards, but it was a great, a great reading, she used, it's because she used a different deck, and one that I wasn't really familiar with, but it had, um, it had, it was, uh, what was it, it was, it was like, had to do with the universe, and space, and stuff, I forget the name of it, but, um... It was really eye-opening for me. It, it was great. I love to hear other people and what they have to say about the tarot because while I'm listening to what they say, I can also use my interpretations and fit it in to see how it works in my life. And I think that's really important for people to do. Whenever you get any kind of advice or any divination especially, those cards are really speaking to you. If the person mm-hmm. is just there to interpret to kind of help. It's like a They're like a seeing eye dog, and you're the one who has to get to where you're going. They're just able to help you see a little better. So, but for to have somebody to do it for me, it was great. And I I'm, I wasn't sure if, because she said she read, as she was talking to me, she was reading a little bit, but she was also going off her memory. And she has a really good knowledge when it comes to this. So, but um, I don't know. I found it really refreshing and it, and it helped me get back, helped me focus, I guess, on, on what I needed to do. And it was really all about cycles ending. And, um, I do remember that two eights fell out of the deck while we were talking, while she was shuffling them, and she likes to talk about cards that fall out, kind of like we do, Mm -hmm. and for me, that was really kind of for both of us, you know, I told her, it's like, because you have two different cycles, and the way that, that way that life works, it's, it's, you know, there's, there's always a cycle, it just depends on where you are, and then eight and eight is sixteen, and that's seven in numerology, so, um... You know, it's just that like we were talking about for earlier with the seven. Sevens are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to think exactly what I the reading. Uh, you know, like I said, it was more about things ending and then having to find something new. And that I kind of put that to where my life is right now because I'm working on more laws, more problems And I'm working on all this stuff where, like I said, I just talked to a couple doctors And we did a show and uh, I'm also working on like videos and all kinds of stuff to try to sustain myself by speaking truth. Um, I kind of want to be like a little bit of a reporter, a little bit of like a a tarot reader, like a wizard kind of person, you know, (laughs) someone who just (laughs) comment on things that are going on, but then also somebody who can give advice and uh, use my own life experiences and how I got to where I am and apply that to the problems that we see today. And that's kind of what I do. Uh, So if you're listening to me here now to this podcast and you don't know about my other stuff, it's at morelawsmoreproblems.com. I used to be, I was in the Marine Corps uh, for four years. I was active duty. And then uh, after that, I got into sales for a while. I did that for about 10 years. Then I got into DJing, did that for about 10 or so years. Now I'm getting into this, into comedy. I got into comedy probably about 2014, 2013. So yeah, if you're interested, go check that out. Have you had any readings or anything lately with the tarot?
1: I actually, well, I did a reading the other day um, for a friend, and then I sent you a picture of the reading I did for myself, uh, where I just laid out all the cards, and I was like, I just wanted to be a general reading. I didn't have a particular focus that I wanted to think about or anything like that. And what ended up coming up, I thought it was just so crazy. Um, I had, it, I just did a three simple three card spread: past, present, future. Um, And my past card was king of pentacles. And, you know, that was just the suit that we finished up with. And then present was five of pentacles and future was a reversed seven of pentacles. And, you know, I think back to my life in the past, um, Several months, like probably six months, seven months, and how different things are for me now, and how much things have changed. And I look at the financial security I was once granted um, and once had, and how different my life is now in terms of not having that and kind of having to rely on my own self and work to, you know, pay for things. And I think what I really got out of it was I was, you know, I'm one of those people that when a card comes out reversed and I know what the meaning is reversed and I know what the meaning is when it's right side up. And I'm like, I just want it to be right side up. Mm -hmm. I really wanted that seven of pentacles to be right side up. But I think what it kind of showed me was that reversed meaning was, you know, I am capable of so many things. But what happens is a lot of times I can be very scatterbrained in things and I get interested in so many different things because I want to know everything about everything. And I want to study all of these different things, but I almost put all of my eggs in like thousands of baskets instead of putting my eggs in like a hundred baskets where I'm still covering a whole bunch of things as opposed to spreading myself out too thin and going to all of these ventures and junctures and, and then I can't follow them through and then that is disheartening but it also makes me drop the ball on some of the other things I'm trying to focus on too. And I think sometimes I just need to rein myself in. And I think that's what I got from the future part of it of, you know, you can partake in a whole bunch of different opportunities and things like that, but just, you don't have to say yes to everything. And, and some things can just be a hobby and, or something that you're interested in and some things need to go on the back burner for a bit. I don't need to go a hundred percent as soon as I hear about something that I'm excited about because you know that that just adds to the list of things I already have going on, which, as listeners, you know from last week, is not a whole lot because I don't I'm not working right now. But um, so I just thought it was really interesting that for me, my interpretation of of that um, reading was very uh, money driven and also like earthly possessions. And I look back at all the stuff that I had again like six months ago and how I'm trying to purge my life of so many things now and reduce everything that I have. To be very simplistic, because I don't need a lot, you know. And what am I getting from that besides clutter? Nothing.
0: Yeah. So that's. Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So I'm saying that's where I'm at.
0: And yeah, in this first world society, I think that's what happens, and that is a lot of the problem with where we find ourselves exactly right now in the situation. I feel like we've uh, in this society, in any really Western culture kind of society we're into this overproduction mode and not this isn't like a rip on uh free markets or anything like that or anything political I'm just kind of calling things as i see them um and i, and I you know people will talk about old oh, capitalism or socialism and it's terrible and capitalism is a word that was made up by Karl marx just so you know that was his way to refer to the market that we had um the market that most people advocate for, who want capitalism, is really a free market. That's what they mean. We've never really had a free market in this country, but that's like a whole other story. So anyway, uh, the way we consume in this culture, it's it's meant where it's kind of like it runs on its own consumption. And if we stop consuming, you know, everything's just going to go to hell. Kind of what in the situation. So the situation we feel ourselves and find ourselves in now, this is always like the worst nightmare. Like we can never stop consuming. And I really feel like we are gonna feel the effects of the way we have been living since at least World War II. You know, after World War II, a lot of the uh, the whole world's wealth came to us um, because of different things that happened in the way the world was in our position at the time. So we took over a lot of manufacturing, and we put our bases up a lot of places, and we were, you know, running really great for a while. People got used to that, so they just kept wanting to build and build and build. And I'm not saying you should never try to keep your or never try to make your situation better or try to improve yourself but what i'm talking about is you have to make sure you have the right correct foundation and the way we're living now since world war 2 it's just been getting more consumption more consumption what can i buy and you know now not everyone now everyone has to have like a, a car and everyone has to have a phone and a computer and an ipad and a this and you know and after a while like you said in clothes it's tough because the the fashion's change so often, and you want to be on top of that, and it's so much fun. But, you know, having all these things would be great, but then if we looked at the rest of the world, and they had all these things, yes. But then when there's other parts of the world that are really, really in a bad way, especially if you think about China, a lot of the people in China that work at sweatshops or the people who are working to make your phones. And again, I'm going to stop and... <laughs> And say, like, again, this is in judgment. Obviously, I'm using a computer that was made in China right now. I have a cell phone. Um, but, again, it's just a judgment on what's going on. I really feel like we're headed for that equal uh, equaling out part. And hopefully it doesn't mean that the United States has to become a third world country. I'm just hoping that it's... If it happens in the right way and people realize this, it'll be a lot easier for them to transition. Like, you already intuitively started transitioning to this way of life. A lot of people have. A lot of people are starting to declutter and get rid of things. It's just because they're in tune with the way that things go naturally. And right now, I feel like we're headed toward a downswing. Um, And like we said, it's like a 10. It doesn't mean... It's really all bad, but it could be also like a tower. Like, you know, um, if our society did get to the point where it's unsustainable, and we and I always talk about things like um, conspiracies and stuff, so I'm not trying to blame the people in the society. certain amount, a lot of this blame has to do with our leaders. But then again, we tolerate the leaders. So again, we have to point the finger at ourselves. Uh, but <laughs> I think that, if we can look at the cards like the tower or like any of the tens and realize that we're in that part right now where things are probably going to change, um, we could be conscious of that and we can change them in the way we want and we can remake them better for ourselves individually instead of letting somebody else, like, just like I said at the beginning of the episode, when you get up and you're going from one sense, pleasure to another, to another, there's somebody else that's benefiting from that. Well, if everybody in the world is living off that program because of fear or most people, then yes there are people who are benefiting off of that and those people aren't wearing masks right now okay people who mm-hmm. watch tv
1: <laughs> and i think what's important to realize is i i see so many never people never let prices
0: on... go to waste <laughs> sorry <go
1: ahead. laughs> i see so many people online right now being like i you know i'm buying because i like i feel like it's going to make me happy i'm buying something on amazon cuz i just want to buy something cuz i feel like that's going to help my current status in in terms of like my state of mind and that's one thing but i also feel like that that moment is fleeting
0: yeah
1: i think that there you know maybe some introspection of like why do i feel like i need to have all this stuff that being said again no judgment i literally have an entire wardrobe for my dog and you know what I haven't gotten rid of? Most of those clothes. Because in my head, I'm like, she needs them. I've gotten rid of more than half of my own clothes, but not for her.
0: <laughs> and the best part is she comes with her own fur. She comes with her own outfit. <laughs> but it's so and like, fun I'm, to dress her up.
1: And I'm looking right now. She has, like, this – I have this little, like, crate thing of all of her toys. And she doesn't need all of those toys, but I'm not going to get rid of any of them. Because I'm like, but what if she misses it? So again, no judgment. I'm just I'm just saying that that's what I was looking at when I did my own reading for the uh of those cards. And you know, I would love to actually do readings for any of our listeners. And so, if they're interested, they should definitely reach out to us.
0: Yeah, guys, you can hit us up. Go to comedylol.com. You can email me at brandon at There's plenty of ways to hit us up so if you'd like to do that let us know we can always set something up and do a reading for you and uh, like i said i'm going to be doing um, i set up a way to support me so if you like what i do you can go to subscribe star i'm going to have a link i'll put it under here and it's subscribe star and my username there is more laws more problems and you could support me at all different levels it's great i have a three dollar and thirty cent level so if you like what we do and you want to help us out you could donate as little as $3 a month, 330 and it'll help us. But there's other levels too, and you, there's all kinds of goodies at each level, and some of them even include live readings. So if you mm-hmm. want to get in on that, go to subscribestar.com forward slash more laws, more problems, or just click the link and uh, help us out. It'll be great.
1: Mm hmm. So next week, we're going to talk about the Two of Wands, and maybe we'll finally get into our astrology uh, dive then. We'll see. We'll see. We, we always yeah. have so much to talk about. If not,
0: maybe we can always do a bonus episode or something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there we go. All right, now that we have all this free time. All right, everybody. Well, <laughs> thank you for listening to Terrible, the Terrible Podcast. I was like, what show am I ending? I couldn't think of it. Yes. <laughs> I, so I do. <laughs> Thank you for listening to my show, everybody. I hope you loved our show. And if you want to see more, go to ComedyLOL.com. You can support us there all different ways. Or we can go to Terrible.com. If you don't listen there, go check us out. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Like this podcast. Share it around. Tell people about it. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Twitter. Wherever you got to do, share it. Say, hey, I've been listening for these guys forever. And they're the best. They're so funny and get great advice. Tell them whatever you got to do. Make them listen, even if you have to lie. Uh, and what do you say, what do we say to, to everybody until next week, Ashley? Stay, Stay
1: terrible. terrible.
0: <laughs> Comedy LOL Podcast Network.